Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm just going to say it. I've been building up to this for a few damn weeks. Everyone goes crazy on the internet. I like Rampage. I truly, truly do. It's just so weird. It's so random. It's so bizarre. But more importantly, it respects goofy wrestling for life. And I, Simon Miller, enjoy goofy wrestling. I also enjoy taking my finger and pointing up and pointing down and shouting words like ups and downs, which is very handy for the next 15 minutes or so because it is ups and downs, the review show where we give opinions and act like we know what we're talking about. And do we? No way. Let's up those downs. Allen versus Juice Robinson for the TNT title was our first match on Rampage. And I was torn here because I like Darby Allen, but I also like the Juice. Amazingly, this started kind of slow too. Now, that's not a criticism and I really enjoyed it. But given who was involved, I just thought they were going to hit their go button and go absolutely nuts. Instead, they took their time and it probably meant the finish was even better. But I say that, but early on, Allen still took a backdrop to the floor because he's intent on killing himself when Juice grabbed him and threw him into Barry Barricade. And I said this on SmackDown ups and downs, I said it on Dynamite ups and downs, I said it on Raw ups and downs. Can we please have some respect for Barry? I mean, think about this, engage your brain. When was the last time Baz didn't get absolutely murked? That's right, it happens all the time. Justice for Barry. Darby also went right into Simba the Steel Steps and one day I swear he's not gonna have any bones left. But it does work so well. Because when he starts fighting back as he did here with his super duper mega dive, you're just like, yeah, get him Darby. Although within seconds, he always gets cut off. Because here he was going for the coffin drop, which didn't work because Juice Robinson got out of it. And when he had perched Darby Allen on the actual ropes, he dove off and gave him this lariat. And go and watch this and look at the way Darby Allen falls. No human being should be landing like that. Smiley Darby then went for the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll up, but he only got a two when Robinson also got a near fall with the juice box. I love the fact that in professional wrestling, there is a move called the juice box. I mean, more of this, please. I want somebody next week to hit the lunch bag. Alan then dodged a cannonball and was able to hit a code red for another near fall when Juice Robinson just took his head off with a lariat and I swear hit a two count for his own following the jackhammer. And I rang up Goldberg, who's my dad, he was raging. The finish was absolutely awesome though because they were back to fighting on the top rope and I was like, would you two stop it please? Somebody's gonna get hurt. And I was right, because Juice went for the superplex and in midair, as they were coming backwards, Darby Allen reversed that into the Scorpion Death Drop, which looked so damn good. He then went back up there, he hit the coffin drop, he got the one, two, three. And this was so well thought out, because he was like, oh my gosh, he got him from nowhere. Juice wasn't expecting that. 
I thought it was tremendous. I do hope we have more for Juice Robertson soon as well because I really enjoy him as I do Darby Allen. <laughs> this guy's just got something, even if he is terrifying. Sting also came to the ring afterwards to celebrate with his son. And don't forget, it is going to be Sting, Darby Allen, and the Great Muta next week in Japan for the Great Muta's final match. And also, Sting did an interview recently where he said, My AEW contract is up in 2023, and then I'm going to retire. Now I'm taking that information, whoop, and I'm throwing it over there. I can't handle that. Love Sting. Pure nonsense after this. And as we said during the intro, good grief do I love goofy wrestling. Because Randy Paquette was out to welcome the acclaimed. And of course, Max Caster did his rap where he mentioned he ain't going to be sold out for blood money. And yes, if you've seen that clip on the internet, he had to do this two times because during round one, he flubbed his words. And look, I love it when this happens to wrestlers because it makes them relatable. And it makes me like the acclaimed even more. They're human and humans make mistakes. He also had the cement up there because of course we were in LA. So the acclaimed were going to make their own Walk of Fame stars. Although this didn't happen because just as they were about to do it using the whole scissoring hand gesture, out came the guns. And I tell you, when it does come to goofy wrestling, all of these guys may be right up there. Because Colton called LA a bum ass city, which doesn't make any sense. Whereas Austin was like, oh look, it's Max Caster and Anthony Bowens. The only reason you're popular is because you stole our daddy. Like Billy Gunn, who was right there with his free will, more than intact, had been stolen. How do you steal a human being? It basically led to a big ruse by Billy Gunn, because he was like, you know what? My sons are right. We should let them have their moment in the sun. So when they went to put their hands in the cement, the acclaimed snuck up behind them. They pulled their trousers down, or their pants from my American friends, and they pushed their naked rectums into the cement. If that's not one of the most ludicrous things you've heard all week, you doing some really weird things. So this was super dumb, but I don't care. I love the guns, I love the acclaimed, and if we do do this feud again, I'm never gonna moan about it because they just wanna have fun. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. 
Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful too for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash whatculture. You've been listening to Cindy Lauper. That works for me. Plus, Strickland and his cronies then said in 2023 they are going to be the most violent and brutal group in all of AEW. Given what we saw in our main event, we should all be worried about that. When it was time for the House of Black taking on Eddie Kingston and Ortiz. I was really into this and I have enjoyed the whole story of, well, I don't trust you. Well, I don't trust you. Well, I think you're being manipulated. Well, who knows what's going on here? Because, of course, Malachi Black and his goons have caused a massive rift between Eddie Kingston and Ortiz. Now they don't know who to trust. It's even tied into the start of the match because Eddie was like, well, I want to start this thing. And Ortiz is like, no, it's going to you, me. When Ortiz ran at Brody King to try and get in a cheap shot, he just got absolutely murdered. And Eddie was a bit like, man, you absolute fool. He had a point. Thing is, Ortiz was able to fight back using his speed and eventually tagged in Eddie Kingston when Malachi Black also got the tag. And this was great because Malachi Black went for the black mass. Eddie went for his back fist when they both fell on their asses and did the sitting staring thing at each other. I was like, that's really cool for quite a moment. A big old brawl then broke out because Kingston hit the STO, but then Brody King took him out. And because Malachi Black was free, he saw Ortiz on the outside and he did that crazy moonsault. This left Eddie in some bother. So of course, Ortiz tried to help, but all this did was distract the referee, meaning the House of Black was able to double team Kingston. And you can imagine how that went. It wasn't good at all. This is when Eddie Kingston refilled his meter and basically no sold a lariat as Ortiz was shouting, tag me in, tag me in. But Ed decided, no, I'm not going to tag you in. I don't trust you at all. Even when the fans were going, tag him in, tag him in. Kingston wasn't going to do it. The relationship is dead. Ortiz got in there anyway, so the tag clacks and went off. And we were having this big four-way brawl when Julia Hart and Buddy Murphy's arrived with a damn steel chair. Now, Eddie Kingston was like, no, you're not using that, you absolute idiots. He took the thing, but as soon as he did do that, Julia Hart kind of surveyed the situation, went, ah, like she was Ned Flanders in The Simpsons. Ortiz saw this, he was like, Eddie, you're gonna hit a woman with a chair? What is wrong with you? Smart play. This then got even better because it meant Ortiz and Kingston were having an argument. So Malachi Black came zooming in with the black mass. Ortiz ducked. It meant Eddie Kingston got hit right in the face. And after Ortiz had been thrown to the outside, Eddie Kingston got pinned. And I don't know how they're ever going to fix their love. It got even worse too because afterwards the House of Black said out loud, good job Ortiz. You know that Eddie Kingston is going to watch that back and he's not going to be happy. So this is either going to go one of two ways. Either Eddie Kingston and Ortiz will break up or I suppose a returning Santana could reunite them. That would be warm and fuzzy and your tum-tum stuff. Honestly, from the story to this match, it is so well put together. And I enjoyed the fact we did it on Rampage because again, we're shining a spotlight on it giving it an up. Jade Cargill and Layla Gray were here next as the baddie just continues to shrink. And Jade was all like, look, I don't care about Red Velvet. I only care about my 50th win. And I was like, come here, Cargill. Look, can you not see how easy this is? Red Velvet's right there. Your 50th win is right there. Why don't you put your hands together and kill two birds with one stone? 
is probably what AEW is going to do. Paul Walter Hauser was then on AEW again. And while this was so weird on Dynamite, and it was so weird here, it is quite clear this actor absolutely loves pro wrestling. And his passion came out the TV and it smacked me right in the face. He can come back anytime. He was here with Rennie Paquette too and continued to talk about how he just won a Golden Globe, which he did, but he just wanted to put over how much he enjoys sport entertainment. And he even said, when I'm going to see my wrestling, I bypass Connecticut and I go straight for Jacksonville. And you can just imagine how everyone reacted. As expected, Dan Housen then interrupted, and I'm always excited about Dan Housen. He was all like, do you know who the number one merchandise seller in AEW is? It's me, which is true. But I never got a physical reward. So as I've seen, <laughs> you've got a golden globe. Why don't you just give that to me? I was dying. Of all the people, this is when Jay Lethal, Jeff Jarrett, Satnam Singh, and Sanjay Dutt came out. And you could just tell that Paul was enjoying himself because he was like, wait, why are so many people coming out during this segment? Which is a very pertinent question when it comes to wrestling. He also told Jeff that he looks like a woman from Crunch Fitness, which is the strangest insight I've ever heard. And that the rest of his cronies look like they're going to prom. And this, if you can believe it, <laughs> is when the bad guys beat up everybody, including Jeff Jarrett taking the guitar and smashing it over the actor's head. Now, some idiot a few weeks ago was like, oh, I don't want to see Jeff Jarrett on AEW TV. And that moron was completely wrong. Jeff Jarrett totally gets it. And I love seeing him every single week. Lethal was then going to use the Golden Globe as another weapon when the best friends came out to make the save. So there's a couple of things here. One, Jay made sure he left with this thing. So please do come out next week like, way I won the Golden Globe. And surely this means Hauser needs to stick around. He's got to get his award back. I know some people don't like this stuff too and you're more than allowed to have your opinions. I totally respect it. But this was an absolute roller coaster and I actually felt happy when it was done because you could just see that everybody was having a good time. It is getting it up. And then we got to our main event. My word, I was not ready for this. Because it was a street fight where Ruby Soho and Willow Nightingale were taken on Ty Mella and Anno JAS and they absolutely killed each other. I am not exaggerating either. It was like they wanted to see blood, and of course we got a lot of it. I mean, it started with hockey sticks, and then we were getting some tables when Ty Mello and Anna JAS were throwing Ruby Soho into Sim of the Steel Steps. Given that they had a trash can, they put it over Soho's head, and Ty Mello did the double stomp right onto her. Then they just punched it for a while until, surprise, surprise, when the garbage can came off, Ruby Soho had so much blood. And by the end of this thing, it looked like a damn fountain. Mello and Jay were just going nuts at this point. So they got some kendo sticks, which are native underneath a wrestling ring. And they were hitting everyone when they decided, oh, we haven't flubbed Willow Nightingale up enough. So they grabbed her face and they just threw it right into another trash can. And it just looked so damn brutal. I mean, it's like they wanted Nightingale's face to die, which doesn't make any sense. But Anna wasn't done because she went and got that barbed wire again. And she was like, I know how I can end Willow's life. I'm going to apply the Queen Slayer with added arm wire. But that didn't work because thankfully Willow rammed her into the corner. But this is when Ruby had put a chain around her fist and she just started punching anyone. And look, that hurts enough. Imagine you did it with added chains. They then had a Tower of Doom spot on some chairs which made the worst noise you've ever heard in your life when Nightingale grabbed Jay and gave her a DVD on the ring apron, which is the hardest part of the ring. At the same time, Ruby smashed Ty Mello with a no future on the outside. And the absolute worst bit, I kid you not, is Willow Nightingale and Anna JAS then fought up the entranceway and Willa gave him a powerbomb off the stage through a table but Anna basically missed this and just went smashing into the floor. I was like, that's it. She's dead. Can somebody stop the damn match? Soho and Mello weren't going to be outdone by that, though. So Ty hit a flipping gotch pile driver through a table onto Rubes. 
then she went and got the thumbtacks. And I was like, why is it always thumbtacks? We certainly came up with something new though, because after they'd been scattered on the floor, Soho just took her hand and she threw them into Ty Mello's face. And I thought about it, I was like, nope, there's no way you can fake that. And after she had taken time, just thrown her into a chair that was wedged in the corner, she hit the destination nowhere into the damn tax, which means yes, Mello went face first into some pins. Thankfully that was the finish, because I'm not sure I could have taken any more, but fair play to all four. And it's not like AEW hasn't done this before. When they announce a no holds bar or a street fight, it does get super duper violent, but they just put so much damn effort in, you absolutely have to give it an up. I mean, they went above and beyond. It's gonna take me a week to get over it. Which brought us to the end of what I thought was a very good rampage. And look at the different ends of the compass we went with here. We had goofy stuff, we had good matches, we had championships, and we had an absolute bloodbath. Again, I didn't have this on my bingo card. I am giving it up. Now, please do leave a comment below and let me know what you thought about last night's episode of AEW Rampage. Like the video, share the video, and subscribe. Head over to whatculture.com, read some articles. Make sure you watch SmackDown ups and downs from earlier. Otherwise, what the hell am I doing? And come follow us on social media. It feels nice when you get that notification and Ryan79x66 has given you a follow. My name is Simon What Culture. Thank you very much for joining me as always. Make sure you have a lovely damn day and a lovely damn weekend. And as we know, the wrestling wheel never stops. I'll see you next week. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.